podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West Ham Opposition View with me, Will Pugh. I'm delighted to say joining us this week for the very first time on the We Are West Ham podcast, head of Sunday's game at London Stadium with high-flying Newcastle United is Sun Sports, Toby Gannon, huge magpie. Toby, you weren't at the game the other night. I know you live down in London, but your voice will very quickly give away that you are a legitimate, genuine Geordie. Sometimes when we interview Manchester United fans or a few of the bigger teams from up north, uh, you, yeah, you, so their, their accents sound suspiciously like mine. And we get a few fans going, hmm, exactly. Yeah, Manchester. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, but look, only one place to start, really, mate. You're on a fine run of form at the moment, which we'll get into. But first and foremost, your very last game, a 4-1 victory over Killian Mbappe and co at St James's Park the other night. Oh, talk to me about that. Amazing stuff. Oh, honestly, mental. Um, I, I mean, look, we've got to prepare ourselves coming up against... Uh, European record holders right now with, with your uh, with your gorgeous unbeaten run, but um, yeah, no, I don't think anyone expected that. Um, we were we we I thought it was weird. We were favourites going into the game, uh, I guess just because we're at home. But still, I wouldn't have thought so. But we just had them sort of man to man from the start. Atmosphere, everyone, you know, the whole crowd was behind it, everyone all game. Uh, and I just think that they played an absolute blinder. They just stopped any of any of PSG's attack doing anything. And uh yeah, we were just all over them. Yeah, I mean it's sort of added to the to, to the to the storyline, certainly, with the local heroes and all that sort of thing scoring, which local heroes I only learnt the other night. Is that the name of a song you play, or is it the name of a film? From the no, soundtrack of a song you play, talk. What I'm, I'm confused. No, no, no. It's it's, a, it's our our sort of soundtrack before every every game. So that's the no, name no. of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, obviously Dan Byrne, Sean Longstaff, both Ge- Geordie boys. Dan Burns in particular is an amazing story. Um, you know, just battling his way up from from non-league, and, and Sean Longstaff, as he said after the game. Uh, thought he was going to be out of the club about three years ago under Ashley. Huge turnaround. We can't deny, of course, that it's, uh, um, you know, certainly in no small part thanks to the, the Saudi investment. But anyhow, to be fair, has done a great job. And, and the other night, not that I'm here to do this, but the other night does help at least support the argument for those who, you know, rally against a little bit of that whitewashing statement that it's all because of the Saudis in that, well, listen, you know, you have spent some money on some good players and that undoubtedly helps other players in the team and squad become better. But Dan Byrne and Sean Longstaff, and I think Jacob Murphy come off the bench, which made me chuckle. These are hardly like, you know, glamorous state-sponsored oil baron signings, are they? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, obviously if we don't have Bruno and 
uh, Isak and players like that in that game, then we're not winning that game. But it is quite nice to see that on this on the score sheet, three of those players were pre-takeover. Um, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. It was, uh, Dan Byrne obviously was bought, Longstaff, Fabian Scher, and like uh, <laughs> like it, it's just yeah, it's incredible to think that the sort of turnaround that they've had as you Mickey Amaron. Uh, and Amaron as well, yeah. So yeah. um as you said, uh the, you know, Longstaff talked about like not possibly not being at the club anymore, he's on that way out and stuff. Um and yeah, Eddie Howe's just done such a brilliant job getting the best out of those players. Jacob Murphy, I mean, it's like him last season, he's had such an incredible turnaround, he's not starting for us, but you know, for him to be coming on against PSG is just insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it, it genuinely was. Look, I mean, there were some tweets after the game and, you know, it's like, oh, what an amazing story, especially for the fans. And But let's not pretend it's not one uh, super state beating another super state. And it's like, uh, look, and I'm like, yeah, fair enough. There is a bit of that. But I do genuinely think, especially as, as supporters and as of those who can't help it, right? You're a Newcastle fan. You didn't vote. Did you? Right? You didn't vote for your for your new owners. It's just what's happened. You're not going to. Well, I mean, some some might, and a small percentage of your fans and Man City fans and Chelsea fans, I'm sure, did the same. But it's unlikely, and, and a smidge unreasonable, I would argue, to expect fans who've loved Newcastle all their lives to just go, nope, I'm not. I'm not. I don't like Newcastle anymore. I'm a big Gateshead fan now. It's like, it's not really how football fandom works, does it? You know, you don't sort of look into the politics or morals of of our owners and and then do or don't go off the back of that. Um, but is there, you know, is 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 are this is this success of yours, albeit it is genuinely impressive on a, a sporting front alone, the job Eddie Howe's done. Is it tempered? How does it feel like enjoying all this among all the probably quite predictable retorts now, but also sometimes fair enough? Um yeah, yeah. Look, I think I think only the sort of idiots because you do have idiots in every club and there are idiots in hmm. Newcastle fans who will, you know, they, they won't accept any criticism of the ownership at all. You know, all of a sudden, they're, you know, like that pro Saudi and stuff. It's like you wouldn't have probably had any idea what was going on before the takeover. Um, and just because it's affiliated with Newcastle now, it's like, oh, let's defend them with our lives, sort of thing. So, yeah, no, look, clearly massive issues, which people have addressed so many times since the takeover. And I don't think should ever really, you know, you shouldn't. You should never turn off from that. You should never mm. sort of forget about it. Um, but as you said, it's very difficult as a fan to not be enjoying sporting success uh, and watching your team play well every week, which is what is all we wanted beforehand. What you know, I don't think Newcastle fans wanted instant success to win things. We do want to win things, but we just wanted to have a season where you think, oh, there's going to be some improvement this season. And uh, yeah. hopefully that's all we can. Yeah, no, quite, mate. And, I, and I'm always careful to sort of, you know, we speak to Manchester City fans and, and Chelsea fans. And, and and people always look at me weird when I sort of, you know, uh, I say that I, I quite, I you know, for example, I'd rather 
Manchester City win the league every season than, than Liverpool. And I'd rather, if it's a race between Chelsea and Arsenal to get in the top four, I'd rather Chelsea get there. And that is based on my experience of fans of those all those clubs. And it's the same with, with Newcastle fans, right? You, just suffered basically or you know fans of south end will go you haven't suffered and fans of burial but you know so there's all scales to it i understand that but it's been pretty bleak for a club of newcastle size and and a city which lives and breathes football and and you know loves the club as as much as newcastle fans do it's been pretty bleak and rubbish hasn't it like you know Uh, but i I always think that newcastle west ham fans have a sort of similar We've been on similar journeys. You know, you've had you've had some terrible management, and you know the way your club's been run in years in years gone by. Luckily for you, it's it's looking a lot more on the up right now. But I feel like yeah. we're, we're in this sort of similar. Both of us deserved a lot better than we've had for the last. <laughs> decade or how long it is? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just based on that size and passion of fan base, I guess. Yeah, both both very loyal fan bases. Um, yeah, you say I think we're very similar sized clubs. I don't know. Yeah. West Ham fans I think think you're bigger, or Newcastle fans things are bigger, but I think you know we're we're about there, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do you are you do um, you are at risk sometimes, aren't you, as uh as Newcastle fans of doing the, the cardinal sin that Liverpool fans are are good for, which is the it means more to us. Uh, yeah. I get I get the impression Newcastle fans would be second only in the queue to Liverpool fans of demanding a game gets replayed <laughs> if uh, the decision goes against you. I think it's just because of the one club city, though, isn't it? It's like yeah, but but you know I don't think any Newcastle fan who hasn't lived in London um, can appreciate that. Yeah, there are lots of clubs in it, but you've still got very passionate fan bases within it. But yeah, Newcastle fans will say because they're we are the only ones in Newcastle that it's we are bigger. But yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, and for the majority of fans, you have to live in Newcastle as well. So excuse me for living in London, like, but I did grow up there. But um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, look, I, you know, I, I, I think what. Whatever you say, and whether it's tempered or not, I, I do. I, I do. It's funny because you look at Manchester City when they won the Champions League, and I know that clip went viral of them appearing, sort of just to politely applaud at the final whistle. I'm sure that wasn't the case throughout the whole ground, but I, I'm always sort of quick to stress that and sort of treat it as two different bodies, really, as in like the ownership of the club and the political regime behind that. It's, you know, it doesn't mean it's not. It's hardly like. Um, shock jock podcasting to go they are terrible and some of the things that the saudi regime have done and their human rights abuses are bad like no one's going oh no way but i think it's important to separate the supporters of a, of a club from that because you know it would have been unreasonable to expect chelsea fans not to celebrate it wasn't their fault roman abramovich picked them he nearly picked arsenal he could have picked west ham he could have picked tottenham he didn't that's not my fault it's not chelsea fans fault same with man city fans whenever i speak to them that we just go don't we sort of blindly and and go and support our club basically whatever happens so i don't mean give it to newcastle fans too much and i i am sure um you know that uh 
uh, that night, the other night, was was one you remember for a long time. We're, of course, lucky at West Ham in that we've got the morally um, irreproachable porn baron uh, running <laughs> running our football club. So, uh, yeah, we're fortunately in, a, in a, a high and mighty position where we can look down on fans of other teams. But listen, Toby, it's not just that PSG game. That was, that was brilliant, of course. You had a nil-nil draw away in AC Milan in the San Siro in your first game. But in between that and before, to be quite honest, basically since the Brighton, you lost 3-1 at Brighton on the 2nd of September. We actually beat Brighton away this season, so I'm taking heart from that, that that automatically mm. means we're better than you. But you beat Brentford 1-0. Then that AC Milan draw, as I mentioned, walloped Sheffield United 8-0 away, beat Man City at home in the League Cup in basically their own competition. A 2-0 win at Burnley and then that um, game against PSG on Wednesday. That is an absolutely scintillating run of form. In six games there, you've conceded one goal uh, against an attack, which includes probably the best player in the world. All right, you've come up against some other than City. That's in the League Cup, but I've still got some good players. You are. This must be one of the greatest runs of form in your life. It's, it's so strange because um, at the start of the season, there was a lot of grumbling because we had um, we had quite a bad, we had a very tough start. We lost against City. Um, the Liverpool game, which I want to forget about, uh, was awful. Conceded two last minute, two late goals to Darwin Nunes and they had 10 men as well. So, you know, that was totally three points dropped. And then Brighton, we just really weren't at it. Um, but if you look at it now, like it's, I think any Newcastle fan would have taken where we are now. Uh, if you told them at the start of the season you're going to lose three games to City, Liverpool, and uh, Brighton. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also the thing is we've got, well, we do have some, we do have some injuries. Um, the squad we've improved the squad, so we're having to use that obviously competing in Europe as well, which you'll know all about. Um, but yeah, everyone's playing their part. Uh, and, you know, Eddie Howe doesn't really make big changes. Uh, but luckily, everyone who he is bringing in, like whether, whether it be two or three players between two competitions, they're all they're all slotting right in there. But um, I'm interested yeah. to see how it's going to work against against you lot on there uh, on Sunday because, well, I mean, are you going to make are you going to make many changes? Do, does Moyes do those? Well, to be honest, uh, I don't know if you saw our game last night against Freiburg away. A great, sensational win that is. Really, really is good. And uh, one of the, it's one of those victories that will get underplayed because people shrug their shoulders and think David Moyes and West Ham should win that, which is so far from the from the truth. You know, we've seen plenty of managers far better than David Moyes that lose the odd European game here and there. Last night, if we're ever going to lose one, I know we've got that record and it is tempered by the fact that lots of it was in the Conference League, which only existed for two years and you end up playing a couple of Sunday League style teams who me and you could get a game for if we rubbed our boots off. But to be honest, you know, it's Freiburg away. They're going all right. They're seventh in the Bundesliga. Um it was our hardest game of the group campaign. There wasn't a single away fan in the ground, or certainly not legally anyway, because we had the away fan ban. And we've gone there, and other than a bit of a rocky spell when they got their goal on shortly afterwards, we've virtually dominated again. But the David Moyes' uh, approach in the European competitions last two seasons is 
get the group tied up early doors um, and to allow them to rest players later on. So as you'll have seen last night, Jared Bowen, James Ward-Prowse started, Naya Fagued, uh, Vladimir Sufal, um, all players who I will, who I expect. Mohamed Kudus, who I, he may or may not start, I don't know, but most of those names there I've mentioned have been starting at every game in the Prem this season. I would expect to start on Sunday. I think, I don't, I don't know, I, I sort of get mixed feelings with that when you play after a European game. It obviously is slightly more beneficial to you because you've got that extra day and you're at home. Um, so I think if it's ever going to make a difference, it'll be it'll be this week. But then you, you're coming to our place. I don't know. We've, we've had really good results off the back of those games and really poor ones. So... When it's West Ham, I don't think there's too much correlation. But how do you? What what team do you expect? I know Sven Botman's out um, for a while still. What what team do you expect for that game? Two o'clock. Um, uh, pretty similar to what we put up the other day. I think I'm pretty sure Gordon is banned. Um, so possibly Joe Linton maybe comes in on the left wing. He he wasn't even in the squad, but it looks like. Well, that's touch and go whether he plays there. Um, yeah. Pretty, I, I can't really see how making too many changes. Maybe would he give? I wouldn't give Livermento a go. I, I think Trippi will stay in. Uh, Lewis Hall, we have. We bought him somewhere from Chelsea, who's played once in the Carabao, uh, started in the Carabao Cup. Um, Jacob Murphy might be coming in from the start. Hopefully, Wilson is fit. Because Isak, I think, definitely needs a bit of a break. He's played a lot of football recently. Wilson uh, loves a goal against West Ham as well. He does, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rub it in Antonio's face as well. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, the midfield is quite fair pair as well at the moment. Um, with no Joe Willick either. Uh, honestly, I think it'll be pretty similar. Maybe maybe just two or three changes, depending on injuries. I think, as we're speaking, Eddie Howe's doing his... Um, is best conference so all right i see well look um toby i I really appreciate you coming on the show we'll let you go very shortly it's one of those games right seventh the eighth one point separates us so far and we're pleased with our start you're relatively pleased with your start as you've mentioned both sort of going great guns in europe as well coming into the game in very similar places really obviously slightly different backstories but um the one so, therefore, I'm sort of quite excited for it, thinking, oh, this is going to be a really good game. I think a lot of people are doing that. I also look at the fact that you haven't conceded a goal for about 700 years and David Moyes is happy to let other teams have the ball. It's one of those that it also screams 1-0 to someone, doesn't it? Or 0-0. Yeah, yeah. I think our styles, are, it's one of those ones where I feel you're, you're, you're really good at having that sort of low block and countering if, if that's how you need to play. And yeah, um, right. not sure, we prefer play if teams are going to come on to us a bit more, a bit more space to attack and stuff. I'm not, you know, sometimes we do struggle if if we're just camped in the sort of final third. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think that would be much in it. No, no, I, I, I genuinely see it going... Like it can be a one one nil one way or the other. What sort of style will it be? Wouldn't it? Will you be that sort of counter attacky sort of team as well, or will you be happy to or sort of try and put it on West Ham? I, I, I think I think we will set up to attack, like you know, to have the ball. Um, 
I mean, God, come Sunday, I might be totally wrong, but yeah, I, I think uh, I, I don't know about you. I, I think you would probably be more happy to absorb pressure and, and come yeah, there. definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of games this season we've won with less than thirty uh, percent possession. I think twenty-two percent was our record one against Chelsea. So, yeah, we're pretty good at that. Listen, Toby, it's been absolutely great having you on the show. What's the score going to be Sunday, two o'clock, London Stadium? Uh, you can go one-one. Uh, I think. Mm, yeah, one-one. I don't think you'd be a million miles off the mark with that. I think I'd be pretty happy with that, to be quite honest. I think take a draw, would you? I mean, I think Newcastle fans would want would want to go and win, but you you're saying it's like you know it's after that big PSG win, it's how it's how the team bounces back, how they get back up for that. I mean, if we do another eight 0 like we did with Brentford, I'll take that as well, mate. But uh, yeah, yeah no, I, think, I think you leave West Ham with a point. I don't think it would be the end of the world. No, definitely not. Listen, uh, Toby Gannon there, um, sports editor for The Sun. Toby, absolutely brilliant having you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us for the first time ever ahead of that West Ham Newcastle game on the weekend. I am going to say, just because I sort of have to, I reckon 1 0 to West Ham, Jared Bowen on the score sheet as ever. But yeah, once again, I'd be pretty damn happy. That would make for a good week if we come out of that with a draw. But Toby, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to all of you for listening. Follow us on social media. We are underscore West Ham on Twitter, on Instagram. We are West Ham Pod. Follow us and subscribe on YouTube. All the usual stuff. Uh, email us at wearewestampod at gmail.com. Buy us a pint if you want to buy me a coffee.com slash we are West Ham. That is all from uh, me and Jonesy for this week. We'll be back again as usual with the full pod early next week for another Opposition View. Great week so far. Newcastle coming up on Sunday at the Hammers. We'll see you next week. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. Podcast Network.